This podcast contains explicit language. Viewer discretion is advised. This week on the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ronda Rousey picks her WrestleMania opponent. Sami Zayn gets an upper hand. And Sammy Callahan strikes out. Turn that shit up. It's time to take it to the max. And as always, I'm joined by the wrestling encyclopedia, Mike Larkin. And WrestleMania starting to take shape. I mean, there hasn't been any surprises. The matches booked so far, we kind of called them weeks ago. But uh, however, they all have potential. Uh, now, I've got an outsider reaction to this mixed tag match. But Mike, the match was announced this week on Raw of Rousey and Angle against Triple H and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Uh... Here's what I gotta say. If they don't do the finish that they should, which is Kurt Angle has H in the ankle lock and Ronda Rousey puts Stephanie in the armbar with the double tappage, that, that's the only way you have booking. Yeah, very much makes sense. Because uh, I'm really hoping that Samoan drop wasn't their finisher. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, the Samoan drop. I mean, it's probably the most violent Samoan drop I've seen in a while, but. It's not a finishing move. Uh, hey, man. You mean to tell me that you were not a fan of the end of the trail by Tatanka when he used the Samoan drop as his finisher? I mean, back then, a leg drop was a finisher. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a submission move should definitely, definitely be a finisher, considering how many submission wins she had in UFC. It was yeah. either a submission or a knockout. That's what I'm thinking. It would be like a knockout punch, an arm bar, because she's talking about ripping her arm out of her socket. But no, nah, here comes a Samoan drop. Bam! Hmm. I mean, it's not like she hasn't already done some damage to Stephanie's arm in the past, as we saw at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, now, uh, I mean, Ronda's still getting criticism for her mic skills, which... Um, <clears throat> she's working on. You can see she's working on. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Elimination Chamber. No. Um, obviously, she's at her best when she just flips that switch and she's all business. And that stone face comes on. And you yeah, think she's going to kill you. Yeah, well, speaking of stone face, though, if I could equivalent, uh, equivalate it and equivalent to something, excuse me, I mean, look at, look at Stephanie McMahon. I mean, she's kind of playing the role of her father, and Ronda Rousey's kind of like the stone cold of now. Yeah. Um, my only complaint, really, with the segment was uh, Ronda, I don't know if she did it on purpose or not, but jumping the gun 
when the drum roll started playing, and immediately when the drum roll started, she just went, you. I know, yeah, that was and a you... little jump the gun there, Rhonda. Yeah, I mean, it would have been more effective, and it would have got a better reaction if you'd have just paused and waited for that drum roll to finish, built up the anticipation, even though we all knew she was going to say you. Uh, but yeah, now the outsider reaction I was talking about, um, my wife doesn't watch wrestling. Uh, she used to watch TNA back in the day, back when it was good. Um, but for the last few years, she hasn't watched wrestling. Um, so obviously in the UK, Raw is on 1am. Yep. Uh, she turns over to go to sleep. I'm watching Raw. This segment opens the show. Uh, and as she's trying to go to sleep, she's listening to this segment. And, uh, Rhonda speaks, Stephanie speaks, Triple H comes out, Kurt Angle speaks, and the match gets put together. And I just hear, when's WrestleMania? Uh, next month. Why? Do you want to see that match? She goes, I absolutely want to see that match. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and this is the appeal of uh, Ronda Rousey bringing in outsiders. Uh, bringing in casual fans who don't really watch WWE but are interested in this spectacle of a former UFC champion and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and Kurt Angle. Here's the thing, Kurt Angle's so beat up that it's kind of good that it's a tag match because he doesn't have to do most of the work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- uh, to be fair to Kurt, he looked in better shape this week than we saw him at TLC or whatever. Uh, maybe oh, maybe he's been training. Which I hope so. I'm just saying, just because the last time when we saw him at Survivor Series and TLC, it was not pretty. Um, but I mean, the TLC match was rushed uh, because yeah. of Roman's illness. But I mean, Survivor Series, he had, he had more, a little more time to prepare. But he's had what three months now in between matches to get ready for this. So yeah, three months, three Ho- four months. Hopefully, we're going to see a revitalized Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. I hope so too. <clears throat> now, on to the rest of Raw. Um, we're going to get on to Raw in, in just a bit um, because Paul Heyman, of course, came out this week to. Rebute Roman's statements uh, on behalf of Brock Lesnar for last week. But we went to Asuka and Nia Jax. Nia Jax picked up another loss. Um, went for a backbreaker and lifted the wrong knee. <sighs> Sorry, I had to. Sorry, Nia. Um, but now we see seeds being planted for a possible Alexa Bliss-Nia Jax match at WrestleMania instead of Asuka. Hmm. Which one would assume uh, Asuka would be then going on to challenge Charlotte? Uh, and I don't know what they're doing, but this, they had to make Nia cry this week, really. <laughs> I don't even know what uh, they're doing. I mean, for me, this is probably the best case scenario because Alexa and Nia have got a storied background to build this match up with. And Charlotte's just doing nothing on SmackDown. She needs a real challenge, and Asuka is the only really one that can do it. And I'm going to say, if they go the route of Alexa and Asuka, in a way, Asuka and Charlotte would be better, is because, uh, do you really want to see a rematch of Charlotte and Ruby Riot at WrestleMania? No. I'm not uh-huh. even excited for Ruby and Charlotte at Fastlane. Uh, and, yeah. <clears throat> and they added some matches, too, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, but it's just like, yeah. I'm kind of like, meh. About Fastlane this Sunday, too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's SmackDown, isn't it? It's the road dog effect. Yeah. 
It's Road Dog, man. Fucking Road Dog. That's all you gotta say. It's fucking Road uh, Dog. Now, I actually read an article this morning uh, from people who recognise his name. Give me sport. Who, um, I'm sure a few people know. I don't really have a high opinion of. Uh, but the article was basically defending Road Dog, saying, you know, he, he's got people he works for, like Vince and Kevin Dunn and Michael Hayes, and they make the decisions. I'm like, yeah, okay. But they also make the decisions on Raw, and Raw isn't half as bad as SmackDown. No, oh, no. The only difference between the two shows is Road Dog. It's Road Dog. So, yeah, don't defend him. He's burying SmackDown. Hey, Vince, you know what would be cool? How about these images and everything coming up on the screen and doing social media? I mean, we're going to get onto SmackDown when we do Fastlane predictions, but the captions, oh my god, they were overkill this week. Oh, yeah, and I just had to just check the uh, card. Anyway, we don't have a lot to predict. There's only six matches on the card. Yeah, um, I'm sure we can predict most of them very easily. Yes, <laughs> very easily. But, yeah, the captions don't help. And as far as Raw this week again, man, so are, are you ready to prepare the battlefield for the ultimate deletion? Yes, um, I'm glad that we were wrong about it being in the Wyatt compound and that it is in the Hardy compound because there's so much more they can do uh, on Matt Hardy's estate. But at the same time, I don't expect it to be quite as good as the TNA match. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of eh about it. I'm kind of a little skeptical. I hope they do a great job, which I think they will, and we'll see what happens. But, dude, they started, as we're recording this, they started filming uh, the footage for it already. Yeah. I mean, it, based on what we've seen so far, they haven't hit the nail on the head. Uh, and it was better in every way in Impact Wrestling, and I never thought I'd say that, but it was. So, that doesn't give me much hope for the match at WrestleMania. However, uh, if they give Matt and Bray full control and let, just let him run riot over the Hardy compound, it could surprise us. Yes, and what else can I say? Oh, speaking of Bray this week, what do you think about him do going back to like old Bray and the whole like you know looking at Heath Slater the way he did and he just squashed a rhino? I mean, he's a cult leader without a cult. Yeah, that's pretty much what he is. He's a cult leader without a cult. I mean, not to sound so morbid, but how effective would Charles Manson have been if he didn't have followers? That's true. And someone made a joke about it. They had, Someone said they should do a spot in the match where Matt throws Bray Wyatt into the Lake of Reincarnation and Bray Wyatt comes out as Husky Harris. <laughs> Yes, please make that happen. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's what we got with Bray this week. He's the cult without he's a cult leader without a cult. Then we get the ongoing saga of Bailey and Sasha Banks. Bailey will not hug Sasha. I kinda like the way they're doing it. Me uh, too. Because we all thought Sasha was gonna be the one to turn heel, but now they're kinda teasing Bailey. And Bailey's the one being standoffish instead of Sasha. That's what I'm saying, man, because a lot of people forget that she actually was a very good heel on the indie scene as Davina Rose, and it's just like, let her go. Let her run with it. Yeah, we need to see a more more attitude from Bailey, basically, because she has 
all her main exposure in WWE and NXT has been this happy, warm, huggy person, and now she's kind of growing up a little bit, I would say. I mean, yeah, and I just, I'm looking forward to the match because of what we had at the first NXT TakeOver, and then you want to incorporate it on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. I mean, they've come a long way, so I think that's actually going to be very good. Of the women, I mean, you get to incorporate more of the women on the show as well. And then, for the Revival, lose to the bar, so we're not going to get that tag title match at WrestleMania. I don't know what's going on with the tag team division. I mean, we've yeah. complained about SmackDown's tag team division being stale, but man, Raw is just... I mean, where's the club? Where, where's Gallows and Anderson? I don't think, where the hell are Gallows and Anderson? No, last time I saw them, they beat the Mysterage on the pre-show of the last pay-per-view. Wow. I mean, even Titus Worldwide, who had the last shot, weren't on the show. And, and Titus Worldwide got screwed in the first fall, and then they had a second fall that was very back and forth, but they lost two straight falls. But yeah, it's like, what are they doing with the tag division? And then, what else can you say about Raw except for the fact that, I mean, we saw Nia cry, and obviously we saw Paul Heyman deliver a tremendous promo, then Roman Reigns came out and pretty much, he wants to go face-to-face with Brock, so <clears throat> let's see what happens. Yeah, now, <clears throat> we, we praised Roman uh, last week for that work shoot promo, um, and it was excellent. But at the same time, we could see what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. Using Brock's absence and the bitterness from fans towards Brock Lesnar's absence to get Roman over. And it's kind of working. Now, <clears throat> if this plan to get Roman over by making Brock look as terrible as possible works, because he also buried Kane in under a minute last week. Yes, he did. Oh, 35 seconds. 35 seconds. Yeah. German suplex, German suplex, F5. Um, if, if I end up getting worked by it, Good. I want to get worked by it. I, I want a reason to like Roman's character besides being told I should do. Because we, we've always said we don't hate Roman. We hate WWE pushing him over and over just for the hell of it. So at least this way we have a reason to like him. Because Brock Lesnar's time has passed and he doesn't deserve that title. The money or the time anymore. Uh, yes. And can that segue into what I one of the... Uh... Kind of more peculiar things on Raw, and you know what that was, right? Oh, what the fuck was this? Well, you know something, Jack? I have never, ever in my life held down that young talent, Jack. (laughs) Okay, Uh, John, pull the other one. Okay, Uh, yeah. Let's ask Alex Riley and Zack Ryder about that, shall we? How about Wade Barrett and the Nexus? Yeah, let's ask them. Oh, my God, and he comes out, and he's doing the Jack thing again, and he's going to WrestleMania, and he's going to win the WWE Championship. Then out comes Goldust, who wants to shatter his dreams, and they have a competitive match, but you knew, no, there was no hell or high water that Goldust was going to beat Shot Cena. Goldust is known as the bizarre one, but what the hell was this? Where the hell did this come from? I'm just saying, because, like, the last couple of months we saw him, he's teaming with Cedric Alexander on 205 Live, and he's a face, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, excuse me while I go heal, and she want to shatter John Cena's dreams for no apparent <laughs> reason. Uh, um, for one thing, Cena has a match 
this Sunday at Fastlane, which is a SmackDown pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Now, we know he's a free agent, but if he's got a WWE Championship match this Sunday, why is he on Raw and not on SmackDown? Do you want to know why? I think I know why, but I want to know why. Because he's a free agent, Jack! <laughs> I go where I please, baby! It just makes no sense. Why wouldn't he just show up on SmackDown instead of Raw to have a random segment and a random match with Goldust? Oh, he beat Goldust. Now he's definitely going to win the WWE title. What? No. <laughs> we'll get to our predictions, but I'm going to say no this. Sense. I know, but we're going to get to our predictions, but I'm going to say this right now, and I'll probably reiterate it when we do it. If I don't see or hear Gong on Sunday, then what's the point? I'll apparently take a scheduled for next Monday's Raw. Okay, so, yeah. If I don't hear a gong or anything next week or whatever, then what the hell's the point? I I, I hope Shinsuke Nakamura's in the ring at when Anseka has a face-off with Cena just to see Nakamura's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, the only thing left to talk about on the Raw, actually, it's two things. Um, there was a Symphony of Destruction match. Now, if you're Just confused, like the Pied Pipers. Yeah, where, where the hell was Megadeth? Um, for those of you who may be confused and don't know what a Symphony of Destruction match is, it's basically a no-holds-barred match with musical instruments on the stage. That's it. Um, it's, it's just a gimmick name. It was, it was a false count anywhere match. And obviously, as expected... Braun um, damn near killed Elias. With a piano. With a piano and with another double bass. And he said two of the greatest lines. He lifts the car up. I told you I wasn't finished with you yet. <laughs> and then after he pins him. I told you I would get you. <laughs> okay, so Braun has just destroyed Elias twice now. Surely that this isn't what we're going to WrestleMania for. I really hope it's not who I think that they want to have him fight on the grandest stage of it all. And please, I don't want to see Braun and Kane for the upteenth time in wrestling. Uh, please, God, no. No! Uh, I mean, no offense, but I don't want to see Kane at all. I mean, right, now, especially just after losing to 30-odd seconds to 35 seconds! Uh, but I don't know what they're going to do with Braun, because I'm just saying they did... They did the whole thing with Elias, and he's, like, killed him twice. So why would I want to see it at WrestleMania? So Elias can lose for the, the third straight time? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them. But right now, I've got no interest in seeing another match between them. I mean, I, after, I think after the man friggin' plays the piano and then friggin' throws it on him, I think that was pretty much the symphony <laughs> of destruction in itself. Uh, but the only other thing is there's nobody else for them on Raw unless they get added to the Intercontinental Championship match, but then that makes it a five-way. And that's no, overkill. I don't even want to talk about this. And Oh, I actually want to see the match. It should be good, but I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, the Mizzies and the Finn and then the Seth, and then they beat them in a two-on-three handicap match. Finn's one up in Seth. Seth's one up in Finn. It's just like, all right, I know. I get it. And I like these guys, but it's like, I get it. Uh, yeah, I am very much looking forward to this triple threat match, though. All three of them are great workers. Exactly. Um, That's 
Man, looking forward to the wrestling, but it's just like I'm watching the two out of three, uh, you know, handicap match here, and I'm just like, okay, they're doing it again. Let me one up you. No, let me one up you. Let me tag you. No, let me tag you. We get it. There's competition between them. There's there's history between them. Yes. But I would rather see a relationship more like AJ and Shinsuke, where they respect each other and they're not trying to outshine each other. They're just both trying to do the best they can. They can do. And if the rumors are true that they want to put Seth Rollins on SmackDown after Mania, I would give Finn Balor the Intercontinental title. I hope they don't, because I'm still waiting for my Monday Night Rollins t-shirt, and that's going to be ineffective if he moves to Tuesdays. <sighs> because that was the rumor. <laughs> because they want, I, I get it. But the rumor was, and I, I, as I said, these are just rumors, that you know they want to make him a top main event star again in 2018, and there was talk of putting him on the blue brand. Oh, shout out to Euroshop, by the way, because uh, they've only just shipped the Monday Night Rollins t-shirt, and it was ordered two, three weeks ago because it was just coming into stock. So they mm-hmm. also uh, gave me a free t-shirt, so I had another Seth Rollins t-shirt to burn it down with. So thank you, Euroshop, for your gift of goodwill. Oh, well, that's... I'm um, besides, I kind of don't want to see it either because that t-shirt looks dope as hell. I mean, I would expect a gift of goodwill when I'm paying 30 fucking pounds for a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But yes, but dude, I love the Monday Night Rollins shirt to burn it down, and I mean, I'm looking forward to the match. I am, but yeah, then we did the Mizzies again just because of the whole Oscars. So I get it. Uh, I did kind of enjoy Miz's uh, rant at the Oscar winners. Yeah, <laughs> it should have been the Marine Five. Damn it! <laughs> oh wait, 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 what about cock blockers with John Cena? I cannot wait for that movie. Yes, we, we criticize John Cena, but man, that looks funny. It does look very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that's pretty much all of Raw covered. Nothing, nothing much really happened apart from the opening and the closing segments. And Braun uh, telling a man with a piano. Yeah, and Braun committing attempted murder for the 20th week in a row. Um, but yeah, we're supposedly getting Brock next week. Maybe. In one of his limited appearances. Uh, uh, I mean, apparently they've already gone over his contracted appearances. No. Uh, how do you do that? When you know you've got WrestleMania to build towards you, and Brock is always at the big four pay-per-views. I, I don't get it. I, I still think he's going to go back to UFC or try to. Yeah, they're, they're definitely dropping the hints. Uh, Paul Heyman's dropping it into his promos. Uh, he was pictured with Dana White. I mean, didn't he only have a, a two-year ban when he failed that test? Yeah, against Mark Hunt. Yeah, that was a two-year so, ban. Yeah, of course he's eligible to return now. <clears throat> um, which I'm sure many fans would be happy with. Because as we said, I mean, Brock, Brock's had his day. And it... it it's kind of frustrating because there's nothing really against Brock. We know what he's capable of in the ring. It's the fact that for three years solid, all they've booked him to do is suplex and suplex and suplex and F5 and turn up now and then. So I'm glad to see Brock go, not because of Brock, because of the writing team. 
Yeah, I mean, because if you like I say, if you look at his matches, it's just suplex, suplex, suplex. Oh, here I'm gonna throw a clothesline. Suplex, suplex, suplex. I'm gonna do another move here. F five, one, two, three. All because of one thing he said in one match, which was funny at the time and it was cool and it hashtagged and it trended, but after that it was overkill and that was suplex city bitch. Exactly, and then it just became his thing, and it just got annoying after a while. It's, it's just typical of WWE. They catch wind of something viral, and they just burn it out. They burn it down, man. They burn it down. Burn it down! <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing we didn't really mention, uh, we did mention Bailey and Sasha, but um, I have to say Mandy Rose looked very, very good on her own this week. Oh my God! Besides the not, fact not just she... physically, I mean, <laughs> in, in the ring. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say to you. Besides <laughs> the fact that she's a beautiful woman, I mean, yes, she, she looked very good. Um, out of the five women that came up to the main roster in this women's stable thing, uh, I think she's definitely got the brightest future. There's a difference between her and Eva Marie when they were on Total oh, Divas. God, yeah. Eva Marie was Eva Marie, and Mandy Rose actually gave a shit. <laughs> but I like mean, I said, the only reason I kind of like Eva Marie now and we kind of respect her is because she told off Mia Khalifa, so I will give her props for that. Well, she she pretty much made a fan out of Mia Khalifa because when she was you know correcting her on her, her attitude towards wrestling, Mia went, oh, okay. I'll uh, I'll go and attend a few indie shows and I'll give it a try. And uh, now apparently she loves wrestling. Well, yeah. After Joey Ryan gives you a friggin' lollipop from from the Penisville, there. I mean, yeah. Oh, you better God. <laughs> Did you see what I posted? We're gonna get Joey Ryan versus Paige's mother, Soraya Knight. Yeah. But um, going going back to that Mia Khalifa thing, why why she has this stigma of being an ex porn star. Mm-hmm. So, so why would you put her with Joey Ryan of all people, who pretty much has a porn star gimmick and wrestles with his penis doing moves? So, because of the whole, he has that deal with what is it like, you porn sports or one of those things, and it, it's the tie between professional wrestling and the adult industry. Yeah. And excuse me while I, I you see, I don't even call it the penis box. I just call it Mr. Twist My Dick. That's all it really is. It's the, it's the testicular claw with a swing. That's all it is. I call it bullshit. It is. It, that, that too. But I was, trying to, I was trying to say, like, what the move is. But yeah, it's a bullcrap move. It's embarrassing is what it is. It is. It is. I cannot stand Joey Ryan. And what, what do you think about him going against Paige's mother, the lovely Miss Soraya Knight? I hope she beats the shit out of him. Yeah! Hey, Daz! <laughs> I hope so too, but there you go, Daz! I mean, let's not, let's not get it mixed up here. Paige's mum is a tough woman. She is. With, with all due respect, who would the great Soraya Knight? I mean, she pretty much tra- trained Paige when she was 13. And she was wrestling with her in the womb. Yeah, she was, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and Paige didn't Paige beat Soraya for a championship? Yeah, they, they she actually beat her own mother for a championship. There you go. That's what you raise your daughter to do. Pin me one, two, three. Pin me, <laughs> pin me. There you go. I'm looking at the lights. <clears throat> uh, so yes, there we go. That's that, that's raw. Uh, now I'm going to do the raw match times now because. 
there's three match times missing. They've only got time for four out of the seven matches. Mm-hmm. So if we ignore uh, Asuka and Nia Jax, the, mm-hmm. the tag team match with the bar and John Cena against <coughs> Goldust, then we have the match times for the rest of the show. Uh, do you want to take a guess at that? Is it like 50-some-odd minutes? I'll say like 52 minutes. Do you know what? It probably would have been overall with those uh, three matches, but without the first three matches, it was 25 minutes, 44 seconds. Oh, my God. But that's, that's just for the last four matches. We don't know what the time is for the first three because whoever keeps the times on, on this uh, site must have got bored. <laughs> well, John Cena came out and was talking about Jack, and then here comes Goldust, and they're like, what? Start watch on the floor. I'm done. <laughs> ah. Okay, so uh, we're going to take an early break, and then we're going to come back and discuss SmackDown and Fastlane. And some things went down on Impact, which uh, kind of left a mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we do go through a break, don't forget the next time we bring you a championship special is April 7th as we present the third annual Promo Mania featuring Mike Larkin versus Kenny Killer for the Knowledge Championship. And the first ever Iron Bank contract is up for grabs for everybody else on the show, which guarantees the winner a shot at the Knowledge Championship anytime in the next year. No copyright infringement intended. And the theme song is Machines by All Good Things, taken from the album the same name, Machines, available right now on iTunes and Spotify. For more information, go to our brand new self-owned website, maxwrestling.net slash promomania3. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Mac Fasten Podcast. Now, uh, this week is a very special week, because normally we record this on a Thursday, and as you know, we do Impact in 60 seconds, and then the show goes out after the next episode of Impact has aired, so it's kind of confusing, but this week we're recording on a Friday, so we have last week's Impact in 60 seconds to do, but we also have last night's Impact. Uh, so Mike's going to do last week's now, which involves uh, Sammy Callahan striking out. And yeah, so here's the music for Impact in 60 seconds for last week. Wait, don't give me the, uh, don't give me. Impact in three, two, one. So we had EC3 versus Tyrus. EC3 was out the door. and Boy, could you tell in this match, because this match was the drizzling shits. Uh, Tyrus wins with the ICU, which is pretty much the old, uh, the Tongan death grip that Haku used to do. Uh, then we have El Hijo Del Fantasma beat Braxton Sutter. Oh, hi, Braxton. How you doing? You still work here. So El Hijo Del Fantasma gets the win on Braxton Sutter. Braxton Sutter turns heel, and then he gets squashed by Brian Cage with the Drill Claw. I love that name for the move, the Drill Claw. 
And then we get another squash match as Kago Kong beats up Joseph Park and wins their match. And Kago Kong wants the monster bits to come out. Uh, then we have the Cult of Lee in the back pretty much get beat up by the Mumbai Cats who are LAX in disguise and pretty much Conan called them the Toss the Salad Boys, which I've been saying for a year. He was going to say it on the show and he finally did it. I'm proud of himself. Then we had Hanaya versus Rosemary. You know who Hanaya is no longer there anymore. So Rosemary beats Hanaya again. And then Ty Valkyrie comes out and beats her up. You know, we're going to get Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie, who's back, finally. Then there's the commitment ceremony with KM as a minister. And Laurel Van S is going to get married to the Knockouts Championship and committed to it. And it was kind of entertaining, but just looking at KM, you know, who people thought was going to be a main eventer, but American Top Team is gone, and now KM's back to being a joke again. Uh, Allie beats up Laurel Van Ness. Braxton Sutter tries to marry Laurel Van Ness, and she said, nope, uh, nope, Dean Ambrose style. And then came the match of the night, as Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards had their match. Um, Eddie Edwards pretty much gets his W here, and then... Yeah, friggin' Sammy Callahan does the deed. It's friggin' it's a bat to the face with the chair, and I mean in his eyes, bloody. OVE takes out Lashley and just, it happened. The eyeballs messed up. Eddie Edwards. We kind of knew this already, but oh my god. And that was Impact. And I did see it, and it was brutal. It um, was, was very brutal. It, obviously, it's out of criticism, because uh, Hurricane Allen, uh, Shane Allen's actually tweeted, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's not very good at baseball, but he's a great wrestler, but he's not very good at baseball. Um... A lot of people have said, well, I mean, what impact was he expecting from that spot? I, I don't even know, man. You know, it's just, uh, what, what can I say? I mean, then you have Jim Cornette burying the person, you know, who should have trained it, which I'm like, hey, Jim, you're kind of burying your buddy, Les Stature, because Les Stature was the guy who trained him, so are you going to bury your buddy? <laughs> Hello, Jim. Oh, credit where it's due. <laughs> Here's the thing, Les Thatcher's a great trainer. He trained, you know, Shark Boy, Braxton Sutter, Nigel McGinnis, Dean Ambrose, and he trained a guest of ours who was on Max Wrestling. He trained the one and only Kelly Klein. Um Yeah. Oh, well you can't always listen to Jim Connor anyway, can you? Well hey, goddamn son of a bitch. Goddamn son of a bitch. Shouldn't have been broken into the <clears throat> motherfucking business. But yeah, I mean, how how do you miss a chair with a baseball bat? It's not it's not like it's a small object. Maybe I think the chair slid and then oh my god, I hit my eye and broke his orbital bone. Oh, it was bad. But was... I don't know. I don't know. I think I've got to give credit to either Impact or Sammy Callahan for cashing in on it because they yeah. really cashed in on it and made it go viral. And then the TMZ sports thing where Sammy Callahan does not care about what he did. Yeah, and the t-shirt. What? Wait, what was the t-shirt? I think I missed the t-shirt. Uh, it was something like, uh, it was a, I think it was a picture of Eddie Edwards with the, the, the patch over his eye. Mm. And it was something like, I broke Eddie's face. Okay, that is great marketing. But number two, nothing will ever beat Owen 316 says, I just broke your, broke your neck. And also, this nose smash-up still doesn't come close to Joey Mercury with a ladder. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> that, all right. That was even – that was worse. I remember watching that pay-per-view, and I saw that, and he rolls out, and then I see the blood drip. I'm like, oh, my God. Jeff killed his face. 
I mean, his face opened up like the fucking predator. <laughs> he put all oh, that was terrible, and it was not Jeff Hardy's fault. It's called Joey Mercury didn't get his hand up. Yeah, um, but it was like it was like something out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He just runs off with his face pissing out blood. Oh, that was it was so bad. Because <laughs> I think this is around when he had like the dreads and shit in his hair, and then he freaking yeah. flipped up, and I'm like, oh! It, oh! Was, it was it was a combination of uh, blood pouring out of his face like a horror movie and. The end of Rocky. Like, he couldn't open his eyes either. Ah, oh, that was bad. <laughs> but they didn't market that half as well as Sammy Callahan is doing, so props to him for that at least. Um, now we'll do last night's impact after Fastlane, so let's get some predictions for the Road Dog special. Well, they did announce, well, when we get to SmackDown, they did announce two matches. They they had four originally announced, but then we added two more. Yeah, so we, we have a full card now of six matches. Um, so, let's kick it off with, I don't, know, I don't know if there's a pre-show match, they haven't announced one yet, but we'll kick it off with the match I cared the least about, uh, which is Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton for the US Championship, because I don't, I find it very hard to care about anything Randy Orton does these days. And here's the thing. I could see them changing its hands because we keep having to shove down our throats. This is the one championship that Randy Orton hasn't held. This is the one championship that Randy Orton hasn't held. But, man, I don't know what they're going to do unless we're going to get Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Jinder Mahal at WrestleMania. Like, we have the triple threat for the Intercontinental, then we'll have the triple threat for the U.S. Championship because Jinder beat Randy, and he should be in this match, but he's not. So, I can see Jinder Mahal getting involved in this, but I'm going to say, bottom line, it Bobby Roode's retaining the title. Yeah, I mean, I would hope Bobby Roode would retain the title, but uh, if Orton wins... Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't really see the big deal about it. I don't either. But it's just like the only reason why I said he could. Like I said, they've been shoving down our throats. So this is the one championship that he hasn't won. Like we get it. He hasn't been U.S. champion yet. Yeah. Um. Now Rusev not only got on SmackDown this week, but he also has a pay-per-view match. Can you believe it? Not not just a pay-per-view match. A pay-per-view match against the number one contender for WrestleMania. Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, no, yeah, okay, that's a good thing. Now the bad thing is we know who's winning. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, not a bad I'm... thing because we love Shinsuke, but it's a bad thing for Rusev. So, first of all, I'm, obviously, yes, I'm gonna pick Nakamura over Rusev. It's it's revenge for Aiden, and you know you can't just make up your own holiday, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nakamura Day, yes. I gotta admit, we, we criticize SmackDown's writing, but I laughed out loud at that segment. Me too. R- just R- Rusev is so funny, and his timing is excellent. I don't understand why they just don't put this guy on TV or give him as much of a push as often as they should, because he's so funny. You he's... can't make up your own holiday, bro. I mean, come on, he's in the mix match challenge with with Lana, and he's doing Lana is the best Lana number one, or people for, people are cheering for that. Yeah, it's crazy how over Rusev is, yet they still won't react to it. Uh, yeah. I also <laughs> I also like the fact that Rusev has changed his Twitter name to include a line that Shane McMahon spoke a couple of weeks ago when they were chanting Rusev Day, and it is a uh, 
Duly noted. Duly noted. That's like my favorite thing that Duly noted. Yeah, I, I, I love it when wrestlers um, take very, very sly digs at the writing scene on social media. It's, uh, it's like Finn putting capital O-V-E-R in forever. Uh, uh, so match number three we uh, can predict. I actually didn't realize this was on the card until I just read it, but um, okay. Uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. Um, I'm going to say Becky Lynch and Naomi. Yeah. I mean, I think we're getting close to Carmella's cash-in, and typically, Money in the Bank holders lose a few matches right before they cash-in, so that would make sense. Yeah, but here's the thing. In this match, because Car Carmella lost to Becky on SmackDown, right? I can see Natalia taking a loss for the team in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nat Nat Natty hasn't really done much in the last few months. Uh, and as I said on, on Twitter on Tuesday, she's great in the ring, but she still has terrible, terrible line delivery in promos and segments. It's just, it, it's, it's cringeworthy when, when Natalia acts. Uh, sorry yeah, to say. This, they always got to incorporate the fact that she's a cat lover. It's like, we get it, she's a cat lover. But it's like, yeah, just her act now is just like, meh. And I like Natalia. I really do. But it's just yeah. like, meh. I mean, I like her, but it's like, when she speaks, it's like she's a bitchy cheerleader on Saved by the Bell. It's that level of acting. Uh, I'm trying to think of a character. Okay, this is probably going to be very obscure for those who remember this one. She's like Kathy Santoni and Becky Lynch and... Naomi are like DJ Tanner and Kimmy Gibbler. Okay, I don't know. That's kind of a weird reference, but Kathy Santoni was kind of like the popular chick on Full House. That's why I said that. Like you mentioned, like a Saved by the Bell cheerleader who's like rah rah and just kind of like snooty and whatever. But yeah, that just came to my mind for some reason. People are. Now I know Googling. it's a weird analogy, but yeah. Some people are now googling those names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we we've already touched on this match, but um. The women's championship match, of course, Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. Um, I must say, I did kind of enjoy Ruby's promo this week on SmackDown. Um, pretty much she, just slamming Charlotte. Yeah, she was very intense. I liked so like seeing that. I mean, it wasn't the best promo, but she made she had some good points. Um, uh, also, Charlotte, who I normally don't like cutting promos, but she was. Uh, much more relaxed this week instead of just raising her voice at random times. You know, the, the whole Cena type of promo. Oh, you mean like friggin' Sammy Callahan with everything? It's like, we get it. You're Ohio versus everything. Everything! All right, I know. Shut up. But yes, yeah, so. <laughs> but um, yes, I, I can see how her voice goes up and down and it kind of gets in like after a while. Yeah, so you, you can't do a watch chant to Charlotte because she'll just start shouting and it's like, whoa. Uh, speaking of watch chants, fuck you, Monday Night Raw crowd. Yeah, what was with that? Like, Kurt Angle's just started talking. They're just, what? What? Like, fuck you. I hate the watch chants so much. 
And this is coming from somebody who's a lifelong Stone Cold fan. Like, I, I grew up idolising Stone Cold, and I despised what chance. It was funny 15, 16 years ago. Well, when Let you start, it die. Yeah, well, when you start wedding during the national anthem, every time Lillian Garcia started singing, I'm like, what the fuck Whoa. are you? I mean, uh, Lance Storm said something about it on, on Monday, but I forgot what he said. Um, Lance Storm, that was around the time of the Un-Americans where they were doing their thing, and they interrupted the National Anthem. So, yeah, that's why I remember it like, being so around that, because that was when the Un-Americans were in there. So, uh, yeah, you know, Lance... our, our enemies north of the border, can't they? <laughs> uh, Lance Storm just pretty much called out the people that were chanting what at Kurt Angle two minutes into the show. And I was like, let's just criticize all what chants, because there's no place for them. The only people that chant what are dickheads trying to disrupt somebody's promo just to be an asshole. Yeah, because they want to be a part of the show and I think they're funny. I mean, what chants are about as welcome as a freaking beach ball. Which, by the way, I'm glad they're banning from WrestleMania, but can we just ban them from all events? Or just send yeah. Cesaro into every crowd? Yeah, can we just have Cesaro just break it up? Like, do it. Do it. Every crowd. Every time. But as far as this matchup goes, I'm going to say Charlotte retains over Ruby Riot. Yeah, common sense says uh, Charlotte retains and then possibly and defends against Asuka. Yeah, and it's good to be good, man, because I've seen Ruby Riot as Heidi Lovelace on the Indies. And I mean, the girl could work, and we saw her stuff in NXT, but it's just like, I don't see her winning the title. No. Um, I mean, she's still pretty fresh to the main roster. I think it's too soon for Ruby. Um, I also thought it was too soon for Bailey when she won the Royal Women's title. Um, however, I will say Ruby Riot is clearly the best in that group. Okay. Sarah Logan is a very good wrestler. Grace is crazy Mary Dobson. She can work. The cartwheel yeah. at the knee is cool, but we get it. She's from the country. And, and number two, oh my God, Liv Morgan is terrible. She is just so, so bad. She was not ready to be on the main roster. I'm sorry. Like, the best thing she did was get away from Enzo, but she's a terrible, terrible, terrible worker. And, I mean, she's not even even Marie terrible, but she is not good. No, she's, she's very green, and she still hasn't made her mind up on a gimmick. She's still Carmella light. I'm like, what are we trying to be here, sweetheart? Be yourself. Don't be Carmella. Carmella, what the hell is that? She's like full on blonde now. I'm like, what the hell happened to Carmella with her hair, man? Did you notice that? She has like new like blonde friggin' hair. Like what the hell's going on here? Yep, thumbs up. I mean, yeah, but I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, okay, but I'm just like, all right, blonde. I got no problem with it. I mean, she's no longer with Big Cass, so yeah. Hey, how you doing? Just saying. On the, on the market, just saying. How you doing? <laughs> on the market. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> dude, I gotta just gotta say this one thing about Carmella. So I was flipping through and I was watching and just looking at highlights of Total Divas and her father was talking to Big Cass. And for those that don't know, her father was an actual enhancement talent for the WWF back in the day. Yeah. And he was talking about possibly getting back in the ring there. And I'm like, no. No. Stop it. You're an old man now. You do not need to get back in the ring and do jobs, okay? Just stop it. I mean, let's let's be honest. Before Dusty Rhodes passed, 
how much of a respected legend he was. We didn't want to see him back in the ring either with uh, Goldust and Cody. Yeah. Last time I think I remember watching Dusty Rose wrestle a match, and I mean, there might have been something after this, but I remember 2007, him and Randy Orton in that bull rope match. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, also, back in the day, he had a nice program with Jeff Jarrett where he got the fans to just whip the shit out of Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Joe and Jeff Jarrett when they did the fans' Joe, revenge. Yes, yes. That's. Um, we can talk impact. You see, anybody wants to start hating and say that we hate on impact. See, good old just, days of impact. Good old days of impact. Not Sammy Callahan breaking a man's orbital bone. <laughs> and by the way, one more time everything is going to get old. And they're crackheads. Good. <laughs> As, as Butcher likes to call him. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong. That he's not he, wrong at all. They, they, they look like they freaking know how to make good meth, and they look like they inject the heroin in their arms. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what they look like. And this is no disrespect to Dave and Jake Crest, because I'm sure they're nice guys, but you guys look like a bunch of crackheads who know how to make good meth and shoot heroin in your arm. I'm sorry. It, it, it is what it is. Just say. quite frankly, they've had enough. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, now a highlight for me for SmackDown, <clears throat> um, at first I was kind of annoyed when they ignored the whole stipulation that New Day can't challenge Usos again until, uh, for as long as they're champions, but I'm over that now because the video package that they put together, um, this week on SmackDown was outstanding and it really did get me excited for the match at WrestleMania. I mean, these two teams work so, so well together. Yes. And as far as who's going to win, um, I mean, we did the others, but Usos and New Day. I'm looking forward to it, man. They always kill it, but I'm going to say Usos are going to be down since day one issue retain. And I think the Mania match is the Usos against the Bludgeon Brothers, and the Bludgeon Brothers finally get tag team gold around their waist. Yeah. Uh, also, New Day had a match on... Uh, a dark match before SmackDown. You know who they beat? Was it? Oh, okay, I was going to say Mike Kanellis, but who was it? It was Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. They did that in the dark match? Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Oh, by the way, props to Mike Kanellis, man. Eight, eight months over. Yes, well done, Mike. Uh, and, of course, he's, he's been working dark matches uh, before SmackDown for the past few months, but I'm guessing Maria's getting close to due date now? Yes. I, in a way, I can't. I'm kind of happy to for them when they come back, just because two reasons. One, I like Mike Kanellis, and number two, I get to hear the power of love theme one more time, because that's such a great theme song. I mean, we could end up with Maria and um, Maurice in in the same ward. You're, you're very they're both due around, around, around WrestleMania time. Oh, cause you're having my baby. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so all day, all day, all day ish. There you go. All, all day ish. I like it. Like it. Usos. Uh, I mean, and then are we gonna say New Day can't challenge them again? Like you just completely ignored the stipulation. Like you know, remember when New Day can't challenge again? But oh, here, hey guys, we got nobody to fight them. So here you go, New Day. But I mean, it was. Um, did we pick this feud of the year last year? It was, because it was they killed each other. Uh, I think we picked it as Feud of the Year for the Maxis. Um, so, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it being at WrestleMania. I think it deserves that platform. And, of course, it's the first WrestleMania main card appearance for the Usos, which is crazy. But uh, they, they haven't really ever been as over as they are now, so it kind of makes sense. I mean, they've been on pre-shows, but never on the main card. Oh, uh, to say this to you before we get to the main one. So I've sent you guys the videos, and now before anybody says anything that he just, uh, you know, criticizes Impact, he criticizes everybody. What do you think about Cedric the Wrestling Jesus? Uh, he's done with Impact. I I'm done. I can't watch it anymore. It's terrible. Fuck this show. And he just said, fucking you go to the match at Brock Lesnar and Kane, ladies and gentlemen, is fighting. And it goes 35 fucking seconds. What the fuck is this shit? My sentiment's exactly wrestling Jesus. Yes, Cedric. Good. I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there because I was thinking because we were talking about the 35 second and the first thing I thought about was what the fuck is this shit, ladies and gentlemen? Brock Lesnar and Kane have a match at the show and all of a sudden it's done in 35 seconds. You want to make the people go home happy and you just took a shit on everything. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I I can, I can imagine how a WWE creative meeting goes, and it's just simply, we don't give a fuck. Okay, please. That, all right, that's like, that is now going to be up there with each shit motherfucker, because I'm watching this press conference, and we just had Beatlemania in Japan with the Golden Lovers, and all of a sudden, Kenny Omega just goes, IWGP Junior Tag Champs? You know, anything I do with Ibushi? We don't give a fuck! Just as I'm like, okay, this is great. <clears throat> Never gets old. Nope. Uh, and thank you, New Japan, for uh, continuously giving us catchphrases. Oh, yeah. It was so <laughs> funny, too, because speaking of something that doesn't get old, then we'll get to the main event. That's the last thing I'm going to say. So I was searching through, <laughs> searching through some old stuff on YouTube, and guess what came up that never gets old? Let me think. There's a video that I keep seeing of the Rock and Stone Cold video package from WrestleMania, uh, which, yes, never gets old. Amazing package. There's the time Stone Cold went ape shit and took out the Alliance with stunner after stunner after stunner, which yes. never gets old. I never gets um, old. But I'm assuming you're, you're talking about something funnier. Okay. The movie was beyond the map, people. Yes. And Terry Funk was going to have his final match against Bert the Hitman Hart. And here comes one Dennis Stamp, God rest his soul. Uh, he's on the trampoline, and, you know, you never know when he's going to have that match. And, you know, hey, hey Dennis, why, why, don't you, uh, why don't you referee my last match? Terry! But I'm not booked, Terry! I'm around the car, you know, that's my old rule. If I'm not booked, I'm not going to be on the show, Terry! It's like the man is your best friend, and he wants you to referee his final match it's the main event and he wants you to be there but terry i'm not booked terry i you know we talked about this but terry i'm not on the match i'm not booked terry it's like the man wants you to referee his match he loves you he's your best friend and you want to shit about the fact that you're not booked are you fucking kidding me and god rest his soul but are you fucking kidding me? best friend wants you to referee his match, and then you finally realize that you're acting like a complete and utter tool, and you get okay, it's the main event. 
God damn it, Dennis Steph. He wants you to referee his match, Dennis. Just referee his match. <laughs> and you're bitching about you're not booked. All right, that's my Dennis Oh, um, if you're young or if you're fairly casual about as being a wrestling fan, look, look up Beyond the Mat. Find Beyond the Mat somewhere. It's an amazing film. It is, but that will never, ever <laughs> get old. And I think when they did the Terry Funk roast, Dennis Stamp actually rekindled that phrase of I'm not booked because it just was so memorable. Yeah. But oh my God, and he's just, he's on the trampoline and I haven't wrestled the matches 91 and then Terry, but I'm not booked. And I'm like, just do the match and <laughs> shut up. It's a payday. You're in the main event reffing. It's a payday. Just shut up and do it. God rest his soul. Just let's get to the main event. I'm sorry. I just went a total rant on a man. Uh, uh, but yeah, just just go. Dennis Stamp. <laughs> oh. Alright. And um, again, we're hoping this match is as predictable as we think. Uh, so the main event for Vaseline is, of course, the six-pack challenge. AJ defending against Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. Um we got some mic time from Ziggler this week, uh, which was uh, it was fair enough. It was pretty sweet. Um, we've we've seen worse segments with Ziggler in the past few months, so I think this was kind of a breath of fresh air to see uh, a more enjoyable Ziggler promo. It was, and I mean, you know, we saw the fire again, and just Dolph doing his thing, and uh, but you know, as far as this match goes, uh, we know he's not winning. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin is not winning. Nope. I, nope. I can also see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn possibly fighting each other at WrestleMania after what we saw on SmackDown, but we shall see how this transitions into the WWE Championship match. And like I said, if, if Undertaker's going to be on Raw, then obviously we're not going to get the gong there on Sunday if he's going to be on Raw. Because <laughs> you said they have advertised him for Raw, right? Well, they haven't advertised him. This is according to Dirt Sheets. Um oh. Yeah, we okay. love dirt sheets. Uh, uh, that a reporting taker is going to be on Raw next week. Hi, Dave Meltzer. How are you doing? No, but it's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, all right. But they got to incorporate something because John Cena is not Jack winning the seventeen being the seventeen time world champion. Jack, he's not breaking the record. Okay, it's not happening. So John's not winning. AJ Styles is winning. He should pin Cena to continue this whole, I'm not going to be booked on WrestleMania, even though I am because I'm fucking Superman. I'm Super John Cena. Because yeah. if, if he's not on the fucking card, like, that is the most complete and utter bullshit I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. And it's dumb. But Styles should pin Cena in this match to continue on with the John Cena thing and so we can get Styles and Nakamura. So, again, AJ Styles, they don't want those women. I mean, they've, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because they've already built it for AJ and Nakamura and if they change it now people are going to be pissed I mean when Nakamura won the Rumble he didn't say he wants to challenge the WWE Champion, he said he wants to fight AJ Styles and then for the next couple of weeks after that, every time we saw them backstage together, all we got was Nakamura going I'm going to beat you at Wrestlemania Yes, I'm going to beat you I'm going to beat you so they have to have this as the main event at, at Mania because it main event yeah. WrestleMania, main event WrestleMania. That's they all I'm saying. Go. But they won't because we got to have Roman in the main event for the fourth year in a row. Oh, yeah, is it fourth year in a row? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, fourth year in a row. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had a brain fart again. But yeah, fourth year. Roman Mania 4, people. It's Roman Mania 4. But no, we can't have Styles and Nakamura, which Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania. That's history. But no, we got to have Roman Mania 4. Well, to be fair, I mean, it was um, the second to main event at Wrestle Kingdom. We had uh, Okada afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway. But it was the second to last match. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a high-profile match at Wrestle Kingdom, and then you have it as a high-profile match at WrestleMania. It's history. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get, like, history and not have Roman Mania 4 just because I like Roman Reigns, and I think he works really, really hard. But I'm just – I don't want to main event WrestleMania again. It's like we what? get it. You what? love him. Once again with this, they shot themselves in the foot because all the way through promoting Royal Rumble, they were saying the winner main event WrestleMania – Mm-hmm. All all along, they were already planning for Nakamura to win and for Roman to, to face Brock Lesnar, so we, you, you fucked yourselves over, really. Yeah, because we knew months in advance he was going to fight Brock at Mania. They knew months in advance it was going to be the main event, but they're still advertising the Royal Rumble as the winner main event for WrestleMania. No, he doesn't. He should, uh, but he won't. My head is splitting, and you see people. People think my head just splits over impact. No, this is ridiculous. But it is what it is. And like I said, we don't hate Roman Reigns. It's just they shove it down our throats because it's Roman Mania Four. And let's be honest, which one's going to be a better match? Styles and Nakamura. Of course. Uh, now you'll, you'll you will get some people out there who understandably will say. You know, what's the big deal about the match going on last? It's still going to be a great match. That, yeah, but... <laughs> what would you rather close the show with? A phenomenal match between AJ Styles? Or... Probably dueling boos between Roman and Brock? Well, I mean, the first time they did it at WrestleMania 31, I thought the match was fine. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they'll have a fine match, but it's just like... Hello? And it was made even better by Seth Rollins cashing. Thank you. Yeah, but it's just, wow. But again, this is another predictable booking in this match. AJ Styles, who did not get pinned on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but they wanted to implement the fact that he could lose the championship in this multi-man match. Yeah. It's going to be Styles. Now, another thing with closing the show at WrestleMania is which one's going to be a more feel-good moment? Because we all know Roman's going to beat Brock, and then Brock's going to disappear uh, to UFC or whatever. So you've got Roman, the last in it, the last in image either being Roman holding the title and having a mixed reaction and people going, yeah, we knew this was coming. Or you have Shinsuke Nakamura holding the title, finally being WWE champion. It's going to be a feel-good moment, but it's not going to be the last image of WrestleMania. No, because we got to have Roman. Yeah. I want Roman. You, you I know want I want Roman. There. I want Roman. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I saw the poster of that. That's why I had to show you guys. Because I want Darren. Because I, re- I had a Wrestle Pro show coming up out here. It's going to be Darren Young against Papa Papa. Yep. Yep. That's all you can say about that. Just yep. Yep. Uh, and also, I want Darren. Um. So, uh, you know, we've agreed on every match at Fastlane. So, uh, I don't know if we're going to get Butcher's predictions uh, after the show. Uh. If we don't, then it's just going to be match wrestling predictions in unison for Fastlane. It it really is, because we just agree on every match. And I'm sorry to say, because the SmackDown one is predictable. We know who's going to win. It's so predictable. It just shows how predictable WWE is. 
yeah. these days. Um, I mean, on the bright side, it's the final SmackDown only pay per view because they're all going to be dual branded after WrestleMania. Yeah. Thankfully. Thank you. Thank you. Please. <sighs> You're not the only one who said that because I was telling my mom, and it's probably going to be after. She's like, oh, really? Good. Finally. We should have done it to begin with. Yeah. Oh. And we're going to get an impact in 60 seconds. But did you see the photo that I sent? Oh, wait, which one? A, a certain family member of mine and his thoughts on yes. it. Yes. Yes, I did. And I very much agreed with his thoughts on impact. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, I didn't put it to the group because my father is in our Max Wrestling group and I don't want him to kill me. So I sent it to <laughs> certain people. I'm just going to put the gist of it. I send it to my boy chef and my, my boy chef knows because he was at these impact tapings and he said it was mostly shit and he kept it real about this as well. He pretty much said LAX and Trevor Lee was good and everything else was kind of bland. So I sent him that and he was like, you know, your dad knows and you were cracking up because it's just my dad just as my dad's sleeping people. My dad's to faces to the side and he's sleeping man's out. cold. He didn't even get through the, Okay, well, I'm trying to think of match, what match did he fall asleep on. Okay, he fell asleep during Taiji Ishimori, who, by the way, we're supposed to have this Pro Wrestling Noah, um, you know, this talent brand, this whole, you know, merger and shit with this whole fucking, we're going to use their talent, which they only have one fucking talent. It's Taiji Ishimori against Matt Seidel, and he was just out for the count. Yep. He made it second match in, and that was it. <clears throat> So I had to do it. I'm, I'm sorry, Dad, but it, it was funny. And you know you fall asleep through it, so don't even, like, he's probably going to listen to me like, how could you? I'm like, no. You know you fall asleep through it. I, you know you were going to fall asleep through it because you fall asleep through it every week because you don't care. And I'm, we're watching LAX and Trevor Lee and um, and um, Caleb Conley. But it's just like, oh. And he just goes, oh. And I'm like, what's the matter? It's so bad. And I'm like, the match... And I'll say this right now, the match was actually pretty good, but it's just like, when you think of LAX, and I think Santana and Ortiz are actually a very good and formidable tag team. They, those guys work hard, same with Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley, but when you think of LAX, you don't think Santana and Ortiz. You think no. Homicide and Hernandez, okay? Yes. I'm sorry, people, but that's the fucking truth. That was LAX. Santana and Ortiz are good, but they're not Homicide and Hernandez. No, Homicide and Hernandez were fucking awesome together. Yes, they're not this even. LAX. They're not even. Oh my god, who was the team with it? They're not even Homicide and Apollo. Because remember when they put fucking Apollo in there to begin with, then Apollo went back to Puerto Rico. Then they brought in Machete or Machete or whatever the hell they tried to call that guy, but that didn't work. And then you got Hernandez, and then light bulb, it works because the man's big, but he can work. And the border toss is a great move. Oh wait, he's contracted to Lucha. We gotta send him back. And cut all footage out. That happened. That did But now look at Impact and Lucha Underground. I'm going to say this one time before we go into it. The only reason why Impact is fighting is doing Impact versus Lucha Underground. Or, or is it Lucha Underground versus Lucha Underground? Because most, most of their talent is actually from Lucha Underground on their roster. Yeah. But the only reason why they had a Lucha Underground is because their ticket sales were low. And what do we want to get to get eyes? We put the Lucha Underground people on it because season four is coming. So you're going to try to attract people. Because their ticket sales, just by themselves, sucked. And what is was out doing it? New Japan. New Japan. But hey, That's New all Japan you gotta is say not it. over. 
Uh, fuck me, man. I mean, just want to watch actual wrestling matches and people go out there and, you know, just kill it. Fuck me, man. What, what do I know? I'm saying that the people at Impact don't work hard, but it, it's it's completely different. That's all I'm saying. And you want to brag about Twitch and, oh, my God, we sold out St. Clair College. Yeah. In Canada? Can you sell out in the States? Nope. nope. You had two New York shows out here that were meh. And what happened Sunday? <clears throat> Supposed to have a show in Connecticut. But what happened? Ticket sales were low, and we had to cancel because nobody was coming to it. I mean, hey, okay. they 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 only used to come to the UK for four shows every year, once Correct. a year. Maximum. And on the last Maximum Impact tour, which I think was my fifth in a row, okay, it barely sold out. I mean, they they had to close off the top row, and there were still empty seats. And, and you know, they were talking about getting Canada for redemption, but it's like the Canada tapings, because that's the beauty. And shout out to Chef. He was like, yo, like, after, like, the first set of tapings, I mean, they didn't sell out shit. It just went downhill, like, after the first night because nobody cared. And now they're going back to Florida for redemption. They're going back to Florida for, oh, shit, hope we're still in business slammiversary. And then you got Bound for Bankruptcy 3, which I don't even know where the hell they're going to be. Are we even still going to be in business? What are we doing? What's going on? But we're talking, they just announced that June 1st and June 2nd, they're going back to St. Clair College to film for Impact. Again, we got to be close to headquarters because I'm Ed and I'm an owl. <sighs> but yeah, it's just, it's bad. But everything's okay because we got Twitch. Speaking of hoo-hoo, uh, yes. WWE announced this week uh, who is singing America the Beautiful at WrestleMania. And, oh, uh, yeah. Who? The R&B group. Yeah, I know. I, I think I sent that to the group. Ooh. Yeah, so I forgot the R&B group's name, but you might as well call them hoo-hoo because I don't even know who these people are. And this is a guy... Uh... Chloe and Halley or something like that? Yeah, and like I said, you're talking to a guy here who does a pop culture show and appreciates every form of music, and I don't even know who these people are. And R&B is one of my big <laughs> gimmies, and I don't even know who these people are. Like, <laughs> Apparently, they're, they're protégés of uh, Beyoncé. Protégés of Beyoncé. Okay. Now, I'm not pretending to be a Beyoncé expert, by the way, because, yeah. <laughs> so Talking to a malhead here. Destiny's Child, then Beyonce blew up, and then, well, she's trying to do, like, a new image for herself, but it's just, you know, it's it's her and Jay-Z, well, man. It's I mean, at least they had Michelle Williams one year, and at least we know who she is. Yeah, we know who Michelle Williams is, but it's just like, okay, and you had, like, Ashanti or whoever for, like, a year, and you had Danity Kane, and it's just like, who are these people? I don't know this group, and you're going to have them sing. <sighs> I know, I know, she doesn't work for the company anymore. But just get Lillian Garcia back every year. Hello, McFly. You have <laughs> Lillian Garcia, who has her new podcast down. She just had AJ Styles on, and she has a podcast. And you see her on WWE from time to time. Just have Lillian come out and belt it, because that's what she does. She belts it. She has a beautiful voice, and she made an album, and she had a single. And you want to just get who and who are over here to just sing the national anthem. It's like, come on, you have someone right at your fingertips. And I mean, give David, well, I was going to say, have David Otonga call Jennifer Hudson, but there's a little thing going Ooh, on. With yeah, that ain't, so, that ain't yeah. happening. I was about to say, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I mean, hello, Lillian, hello. <laughs> um, uh, 
props, yeah, of course, yeah. to Lillian. Uh, she's got some great, great responses to her podcast and starting it up. Yeah, I mean, she's had, like, Batista on. She had Carmella on. She had Alexa Naya on. She had AJ on. I mean, she's had so many great people on her show. I mean, she's been doing big things. And then, uh, I mean, I mean, she's doing big things. I'm like, yeah. and she had a very rest- emotional page. Yes, oh, the very emotional page. Oh my God, I listened to her talk about the, you know, the the tape and all that, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, the girl poured her heart out in that thing. And she still gets abuse from you fuckers. <sighs> I mean, like, it's done. Let it go. The girl is probably not gonna wrestle again, which is a damn shame. But we, it's great to see her like associated with Absolution, still being on camera because. The girl was born into the business. She was born in it, and she was in the womb, <laughs> like like we mentioned with Soraya, like while she was wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, she's lo- she's launched her own clothing line now too. Uh, yes. Thank um uh, what oh, I've got to bring this up, <laughs> because mainly because of the way Paige reacted to it. Um, she's taken everything in her stride lately. Um, oh yeah. Because people are insulting her and stuff, and she put up um this uh, picture about launching a clothing line and. Somebody actually questioned her body weight. Stop saying, it. I know, right? I mean, it's Paige, for God's sake. <laughs> and they were, I mean, this guy was really, really, really horrible with her. And he was just like, I mean, how would you end up like that? Now, you'd think Paige would kind of maybe get upset or get angry. Her response was burgers and pizza. That's tremendous. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, I'm on the same diet as Paige. <laughs> I am too. I mean, burgers and pizza. Burgers and pizza I for mean, life, man. Exactly, and hot dogs. But yeah. Coincidentally, but, I actually yeah. had both a burger and a pizza last night, uh, pre and post drinking. Yeah, well, <coughs> that, that'll do it. Uh, so now, do you want me into what was supposed to be the biggest impact of impact of the year so far? Even okay. though we knew it was going to happen in two months in advance. So first of all, I need to know where this. Um, title came from because Crossroads really Roadblock. Roadblock. Well, I well, was think I was thinking more Cody Rhodes. Well, yeah. Or somebody was listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony and they said, "Hey, Crossroads, you are familiar." Oh, with- oh, okay. UK fans are really gonna get this one. Blazing Squad. Now, if you like cheesy pop, Google Blazing Squad. Okay, they were. <laughs> Years, years ago, they were they were a ten man British boy band, ten men people, uh, and I remember they come to, they came to my town one year to turn on the New Year's lights and they just got egged. Oh <laughs> my god! So I'm yeah, yeah, a photo of Blazing Squad. All right, you thought we had it bad. <laughs> oh my god! What in the hell? There's like these ten guys. It's like friggin' red jackets, and they're all trying to like look hard. And I'm like, this is like the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh, and the first video that comes up is Crossroads, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is like cheesy. They look like it's like '90s pop when they had like the barbed wire tattoos, and they thought they were, they were hard. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'd rather listen to Five. I'd rather listen to Five talk about Baby when the lights go out than friggin' Blazing Squad. I mean, what the hell is this shit? They cover. And Crossroads was a cover of Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm gonna miss everybody, and I'm gonna miss everybody. I mean, ugh. Oh. But they were, what were they, a hip hop group or a pop group? Because they said it's a hip hop group. 
Oh, a bit of both. Okay, but... I mean, they well, were labelled as a hip-hop group, but this was obviously a pop song. Yeah, but... And, and it's, a, it's a freaking cover of, of a classic. It's like... I mean, I'll give you an example. Wayne Brady, very funny comedian. He had a song called Ordinary. and But do you know who he sampled it off of, right? Yes, yes. TVXQ, friggin', you know, Ordinary Life. That's what it was. He sampled it off a Korean pop group. I mean, that's been covered many times. Exactly. And it's good. That's what I'm saying. That's why I became like an instant fan of baby metal when they did NXT and they did their shows. And I mean, one of their biggest hits is friggin' Give Me Chocolate. And I'm like, the whole sign is just Give Me Chocolate. Then there's pop, then there's rock. And it's like, wow. I mean, the girls are talented for their age. And I mean, I want to go see a baby metal show. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my god! All right, who was who? All right, who would you prefer, Blazing Squad or S Club Seven? Oh, S Club all day. Thank you. All right, <laughs> Blazing Squad or Westlife? Oh, okay. Now that's too far. Thank you. <laughs> if, but if you had to pick, Blazing Squad or Westlife? Uh, I mean, would at least, at least Westlife was successful. I was about to say, would you like to go to the crossroads, or do you want to swear it all over again? <laughs> You see what you've done, Impact. <laughs> you see, I don't this even want to talk of about crossroads. Impact. We don't even, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like we're totally ignoring it just because I, I don't really want to talk about this, but I have to because it's Impact in 60 <laughs> seconds. So we're just ignoring it. We're just talking about who would you rather listen to, Blazing Squad or Westlife? And I mean, that's both torturous because I'm looking at these and I'm like, what the hell? And I remember Westlife. I'm, I, I, I'll say this right now. You guys got the better video for that because the video in the UK was... They're on the theater, and then we get the car wash. <laughs> the fucking car wash. And I watch, I'm watching this as eight. I'm like, so they're they're at the car wash singing their hearts out. There's girls, and you're singing to the girl at the car. <clears throat> Nothing said, hey baby, let's go to the car wash. That 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 that's romance right there, man. That is fucking romance. It's like Sonique. Last thing I'll say, and then we'll get to it. So Sonique. Very big in the uh, UK. You guys had It yeah. Feels So Good, which came out originally in 1998. And that video was cool. It has, like, the you know the strobe effect, the forest, and it, it has a cool vibe to it. Here we get Sonique works at the diner. And then at night, she's a DJ, which she actually is a DJ. But she friggin' parties it up at night. It's like she works hard all day, and then she parties at night. So it's like, okay, we get it. But the UK had a better video about that. And BB Mac was not even anything different. And I'm sorry I'm going like a total pop, total pop culture here, but this is the last thing I'm saying. BB Mac had, you guys are like singing in like a, a building and like a room back here. What did we get? The subway. All right, that's my last rant on it. I'm sorry, man. I don't know how we got into that, but you mentioned Blazing Squad, and I'm just like, I cannot believe that's one of the fucking Blazing Squad. Oh, I gotta listen to this cover now. No, you really don't. <laughs> okay, is it that bad? Is it really that uh, bad? Uh, it. All of their singles only um, entered the UK, German, and Irish charts. Because uh, I'm saying you got me curious now, so I got I got to see like how bad this was. Because by the photo, <laughs> it's bad. but if it's really as bad as you say, oh. And besides, Bone Thugs and Harmony were successful. That's another difference between that. Bone Thugs and Harmony was successful. I mean, yes, they had Crossroads, and they were associated with like Snoop and the West Coast during the whole East Coast West <laughs> thing. But they were successful. I don't even. Yeah, because okay. all, all they keep saying is blazing squadron. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry, man, but you got me. It's like, well, dither about this with Crossroads. And, well, that was the first thing I was thinking. Okay, that's Cody Rhodes, but it's Roadblock, man. It's Roadblock. That's the what it is. The last thing I can say about Blazing Squad 
is yes. they did three albums um, between 2002 and 2006. Then in 2009, so seven years after their first album, they did a Greatest Hits album. They only released nine singles anyway. Yeah, I don't get how groups just think that they could do a Greatest Hits album after they only had like a certain amount of things. It's like it doesn't make any sense. We only had like a couple hits. But okay. I think Crossroads was their only hit. But if you want to listen to it for um, uh, educational purposes, go ahead. That's why I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like curious about this now and how bad it was. Yeah. Because uh, I remember as a kid the Bone Thugs and Harmony song. That's the first thing that comes up. And that was good. Just, yeah, oh. <laughs> fucking blazing squad I'm like what the fuck and like I said I got nothing but love for you guys but what the hell is this group that I'm looking at <laughs> that's all I'm saying alright let's do this uh, Impact Crossroads in 60 seconds see you at the crossroads 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 see you at the crossroads 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 see you fucking blazing squad alright so we start with LAX and Cult of Leaf for the tag team titles a very good match, very solid work. LAX gets the win with the what is known as the Street Sweeper, which is a power bomb into the Blockbuster on Trevor Lee, and it was good. I mean, I'm sorry, not Trevor Lee. I think it was Caleb Conley. Caleb Conley took the bet. My bad. But yeah, LAX wins. Good match. Uh, then we get Taiji Ishimori versus Matt Seidel, title for title. Uh, another good stuff. It was solid. Uh, Matt Seidel wins with the Shooting Star Press. Matt Seidel is now the X Division and Grand Champion. And spoiler alert: Josh Matthews is the spiritual advisor. Duh. Laurel Van Essen Alley for the Impact Knockouts Championship. This match was meh. We knew Laurel was out the door. Alley gets the win with the Alley Valley Driver and the Super Kick. It was what it was. And then Gail Kim hugs her and tears up for Alley. Yay, Alley. She won. Woo! Then we get OVE versus Lashley because Eddie Edwards got his fucking face carved in by a baseball bat. So OVE and Lashley, you know, OVE dominates. Lashley comes back, but OVE then lays him out. Then all of a sudden, here comes Brian Cage out of nowhere and pretty much becomes Lashley's tag team partner for all good about two, three minutes because Brian Cage comes in and kills OVE. He hits one of my favorite new names for a finisher, the Drill Claw, um, for the one, two, three, and Brian Cage and Bobby Lashley win. Brian Cage doesn't say, shake Lashley's hand. He's out the door. Why? Because he's had enough. And then we get Austin Aries and Johnny Impact for the Impact World Championship. These guys, again, worked hard. Austin Aries wins with the Brain Buster. Alberto El Patron, who might be going back to the WWE, Peros, comes out and starts clapping. We're going to get Austin Aries and Alberto El Patron at Redemption. Spoiler alert, even though it's not really a spoiler. Austin Aries is your champ. Um, meet me at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. That was Impact Profits. <laughs> Oh my god, I completely we completely forgot about Alberto. Um, Vince, just stop. He wants stop. him back, man. He wants him back. No, Vince, no. Okay, too much. What are they doing? I'm gonna say this. Don't put him on the same brand as Page, number one. Oh yeah. And if he, if he does do it for SmackDown, do would you want to see an AJ Styles Alberto Del Rio match? Uh... Maybe five years ago, but now I got no interest in anything that Pero does. Peros! He, the guy is a poison. He's a poisonous substance. Well, somebody even wrote besides that. They said he's a PR nightmare. He is. He, he caused nothing but problems for impact. It's like, Vince, I know you love the guy, but it's like, no, do not bring him back. Don't do it. I mean... The first time he left, WWE was on uh, a racial argument, so 
Well, that was the social media director's fault because that guy was a fucking dickhead. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But I mean, you don't want to put him on SmackDown when you've got Road Dog writing. Oh, he will fucking put the cross on Breaker on Road Dog like that. Are you kidding me? Peril! Woof! Woof, Road Dog! Oh, you need to know, my friend! Yes! Uh-huh. Not that What's we're up? suggesting anything. Um, no. <clears throat> I mean, well, if, if Butcher was here, he'd say how it is. Well, what about Jeff Jarrett? If he gets on the creative team, what do you think he'll do to Jeff Jarrett? Um, exactly, yeah. There's no way he's on good terms with Jeff Jarrett. Hey, Jeff, remember when you were at AAA and you threw the burritos into the crowd? <laughs> Remember, remember when you brought me in to, uh, to Bound for Glory and I fucked up your show? Remember? I remember. <sighs> I remember. Remember when, um, remember when I just came in and Ed the Owl kind of spoiled it on social media? Hey, everybody, look who's here. How about you keep that under wraps and as a surprise, Ed? Hello, the element of surprise, Ed the I Owl. Remember. I remember. remember? I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that, that, was, that was your crossroads in uh, 60 seconds. Okay. Most of um, those Why? Because I had enough. Now, again, the, the guy must have fallen asleep through SmackDown as well because we've only got half the match time for SmackDown too. We don't have the match time for Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton and we don't have the match time for Becky Lynch versus Carmella. So, um, the match time for SmackDown I've only got for AJ and Dolph and the five-way match, which was basically all one segment anyway. <clears throat> 30 minutes? Yeah, pretty close. 31 minutes, 40 seconds. <clears throat> Did you want to talk about the greatness? The greatness that was Alistair Black, Killian <clears throat> Dane. Alistair Black gets the win. You want to talk about some NXT? NXT was great. Um, we, we've kicked off the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, off for the pain, obviously, on another rampage. Uh, we got we got to see Bianca Belair again this week. <clears throat> All right. All right. What, what can I say about Bianca Belair? I think she's an impressive chick. I love the alley-oop as a finisher. She's a great wrestler, but, I mean, for someone who's been in the business for two years, she's actually, I mean, quite impressive for what she's done. And she's invested in her. It's just the whip on the hair, man. It's like... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't make my mind up about Bianca Belair. I don't know. Speaking of someone you can't make up your mind, what'd you think about Lacey Evans talking about she's going to beat up Dakota Kai next week, and then as soon as she sees Shayna Baszler, she runs with the hills? I mean, I'm not surprised. Not surprised? <laughs> um, yeah. Shayna Baszler, I think, has transitioned very well. Um, obviously, she's a machine in the ring, um, but her promo skills are very good, too. Yeah, man. And I mean, I'm looking forward to her in Ember uh, round two. Um, but, uh, speaking of NXT, I, I gotta say this, and I mean, we talked about it, but, so they got rid of Sage Beckett, the former Rosie Lotta Love, and most importantly also of that, they got rid of friggin' Abby Lath, Miss Kimberly. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think the highlight of NXT was obviously the Tomato Champa segment. Oh, you wanna talk about heat. Oh, does he have heat. You want to talk about heat, friggin' booing him and na 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 na, hey hey goodbye. He rips up the Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling sign, and I'm like, oh, that's how you get heat, man. Absolutely killing it. Um, and as we predicted, we're very likely now to get uh, Gargano back for one match to face Champa at Takeover. Yes, and I think Gargano finally, finally. 
gets his redemption. Yeah. Not that kind of redemption, but... Uh, I'm kind of annoyed at myself, though, because I've seen spoilers for NXT, and I know pretty much the whole lineup for TakeOver. Yeah, I, me too. But i got to say, it is one hell of a card. I know. And I'm sure we saw the spoiler, but we're going to see uh, EC3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't really think we can call this a spoiler, because WWE shared it themselves. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, the butcher was right. NXT is finally going to get a mid-card title, the North American Championship. And what a way to crown the first champion. A, a freaking ladder match with like EC3, Adam Cole. Ricochet. Oh, man. I Velveteen Dream. Hello. Velveteen Dream in a ladder match. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be some good stuff. But next week, I got to say, I'm looking forward to... Uh, NXT because they officially announced and what was a very good uh, transition and nice segment backstage. We got Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole for the UK title. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But yeah, man, all in all, NXT was very, very good this weekend. Besides the North American title, what do you think about the cruiserweight division getting the cruiserweight tag titles? Uh, I... They tried WCW, but yeah. No yeah, reason. they tried. Um, uh... I mean, I'd rather see a Cruiserweight Tag Team titles than a Knockouts Tag Team titles. <laughs> um, yo, 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 and the first to be, you're right. But, yeah, number two. Um, well, they only really have, like, one, like, official, like, tag team right now, and that's the newly yeah. formed team of Hideo Itami and Akira Tozawa. That's the thing, and another concern is I don't know if they've got enough people for a tag team division. Yeah, and I mean... Now, we're going to crown the Cruiserweight champion in the final at Mania, but what do you think of the final four participants? Cedric Alexander, Roderick Strong, Mustafa Ali, and Jupiter. Mm, I think it's probably one of the best uh, final four they could get. So, yeah. What do you think the final's going to be? I'm thinking it's going to be Cedric and Mustafa Ali. Or Cedric and Gulak. See, I would say Drew and Roddy. I'd like that to be the different approach, too, but they, they have their eyes set on Cedric. Yeah. Um, I mean, my main concern is whether the match gets onto the main card or whether it'll be pre-show. Oh, boy, and we know how people feel about getting on the pre-show for the Cruiserweight title, so yeah. Uh, but who knows, man. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be good, and I, I really did enjoy the tournament that they did, but speaking of someone who's in the 205 division, did you hear who's retiring, man? No. Rich Swan is retiring, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, but he's been getting loads of requests for bookings, though, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's, I think he said after these next set of bookings that he's doing, he's done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a shame. It is. Um, I mean, he's not old. He's Is he in his 30s? I'm going to check that now. Rich is Swan, baby. And now ask me why he's retiring. Why is he retiring? Because he had enough? No. <laughs> Close. But that's not why. Okay, why is he retiring? Because he couldn't handle this. <laughs> uh, he's actually he's not in his 30s. He's, he's only he's 27. 27. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's young, man. That's, not, that's young. That's our age. He's retiring at our age, man. That's around our age. He's one year younger than me. Yeah, and he's two years old. He's going to be one year old and younger than me because my birthday's coming up. But yeah, like I'm saying, he's like right around our age. Uh, yeah, 
it's it's a crying shame. I mean, he's he's super talented as well. It's just a shame he got into so much trouble. Uh, so a, a bit of advice for people, you know, um, stay away from drugs and uh, domestic violence. Not good. Not a good look. I mean, I say stay away from drugs. That was very early in his life, but you know. Uh, yeah. Big, big shame that we're losing Rich Swan. I was about to say, no. you're just walking public service announcement, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Drugs are bad, I'm okay. Drugs are bad, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, with the Cruiserweights getting get on the main card, I know, obviously, Triple H would like to beat him on the main card, seeing as he is now running uh, the Cruiserweight division, so maybe he can pull some strings. True. And speaking of Triple H, are you looking forward to see what entrance we got this year? And hopefully it's not on a motorcycle? You know what? I love Triple H at WrestleMania. He's always got a big entrance. And we all know he can still go, whether people like it or not. The fact that he has to have a match at WrestleMania. Look, Triple H is a big name. Hmm. He put Roman over, which I thought yep. people would have been happy with. You know, putting a young guy over. He put Seth Rollins over. He put Seth Rollins over. Uh, I mean, apart from Sting and Brock, Triple H has been good for people of WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan. Yep, I do. So, yeah, I am still a big Triple H fan. I love seeing his matches at WrestleMania. love seeing his entrances, so I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and of course, he can't beat Motorhead. <sighs> All right, you're going to make me rant now. Oh, shit, yeah. So, Hillbilly Jim is going into the Hall of Fame, which, congrats to Hillbilly. That's good. That's good. So, I really hope the rumors are not true. So, for the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame, you get the guy who's singing the theme song, Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I get it, because American Badass was The Undertaker's theme, and he's done theme for the WWE, but, hello? Lemmy? Hello? Lemmy? Motorhead was bigger than Kid Rock. They sang the Triple H theme. They played him out to the ring at WrestleMania. And evolution is a mystery. Hello? Lemmy? But you go with Kid Rock. Possibly. Possibly Kid Rock. It, it's very strange where I stand on Kid Rock because I loved American Badass. Me too. Uh, loved Cocky that they used for Royal Rumble one year. Yeah, 2000. Uh, I kind of like the song for this year's WrestleMania. It, it's catchy. Going down to New Orleans. Yeah, but I don't like Kid Rock. And <laughs> uh, be honest with you, people can say what they want about their political views, but his political views are not helping him either. And the fact that he wanted to run for mayor of Michigan, which apparently he's not doing now, which, thank God. But, yeah. Mm, I mean, you just want to, I mean, these people just want to add, add the lunacy and chaos to the world. I mean, hello. Hello. I mean, they've already got Snoop Dogg in the Hall of Fame, so... Well, it, it, there, there's got to be a green room in that Hall of Fame wing right now if we've got okay. Snoop and Kid Rock. All right. Well, I, I'm okay with Snoop because I was a Snoop D-O-Double-G-Jizzle fan and his his cousin is Sasha Banks, so I'm okay with that. Uh, I mean, look who's in the celebrity wing. William of the Refrigerator Perry. Um, all right. The one I could do without, I mean, Drew Carey only made one appearance, and that was at the Royal Rumble, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, on. that is not Hall of Fame worthy, even though I do like Drew Carey. And I had this, I had this discussion with one of our members, 
of the group. Shout out to Dave, a.k.a. Bo Pritchard of NYWC. We talked about, you got to put Cindy Lauper in that Hall of Fame for yeah. the Celebrity How is Cindy Lauper not in the Celebrity Women Hall of Fame? She was only a part of one of the biggest things of wrestling, the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Yeah. First ever WrestleMania, too. Yeah, hello. And it's like her, put Cindy in there. And, I mean, he's a fan, and what this man was who was friends with Classy Freddie Blassie, and he had him on his talk show. How is Regis Philbin not in the Celebrity Women Hall of Fame? I mean, look at the history to, there. To be perfectly honest, I don't see the point in the celebrity wing anymore. I don't either. I can't. I mean, I mean when they, they put... Yeah, I'm sorry, you first. When they brought in the, the Warrior Award, that should have just replaced the celebrity wing because those guys deserve it. Exactly, and I'm very happy for that young man going in this year because he's just so full of life. And I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I think for that young man to go in is great. But for the fact that you want to possibly put a kid rock out of many other people that deserve it, Lemmy, Regis Philbin, Cindy Lauper, and you want to put in Kid Rock. Mm. That's my problem. I mean, who are you going to try to get next? Fred Durst? Yes, I know we sang Roland. <laughs> was in a WWF video game, but who's next? Fred Durst? Oh, wait. We can't put Fred Durst because he doesn't let WWE use the... He doesn't even let him use Roland anymore. Oh, yeah. They don't have the rights to use Limp Biscuit on classic footage. But he was in a video game. I mean, that I'm, I'm sorry, that was one yeah, of the... I, uh, I, I did play as Fred Test. Did you really? That's awesome. I, did I just wanted to see his moveset. Oh. Uh. <laughs> For those that don't know, WWF Smackdown, just bring it. Yeah. You could unlock Fred Durst in the game. Well, speaking of Fred Durst, apparently he wants John Travolta to play him in a new movie about him. I about I, that. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> John yeah. Travolta. <clears throat> All right, now strange, strange things are happening right now in celebrity world. Well, it's like Bradley Cooper. They want they wanted him to play Vince in Vince McMahon movie. Uh, I could kind of see that. He could make it work. Okay. Okay. Um. Now we don't have much time for NXT. Um, because they didn't even put this show on the site. So I, I just got to say, Wrestling Data, sort your shit out this week. Jeez. You're missing half the match times. You don't even have NXT on there. They got all of Impact covered, though, because that's, I mean, yeah. Not they, had, take that. they had that covered months ago. Well, <laughs> oh, hey. Just fucking knock it out, man. Just fucking knock that shit out. It's yeah. in the books. It's a month ahead. That's yeah. what we're doing. We're making big things. Twitch, baby, Twitch. Uh, okay, now, we were going to do a New Japan show this week about the anniversary show, but we weren't able to do it. Um, we'll try to do a roundup show during the New Japan Cup, which kicked off this morning at the time of recording. Um, but other than that, we will be doing Strong Style Evolved at the end of this month. Uh, so you can look out for that. So, thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube, Podomatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, and the ever-reliable Stitcher. <laughs> and, of course, on Facebook, at face at uh, UK. Uh, for new episodes and good old wrestling banter, you can join our interactive group at ma- facebook.com slash groups slash Interactive. You can also find me at DazzyMWP, and you can find Mike at... SoundCloud.com slash MCLarkin92 at SMShow1 or at MCL92 on the Twitter machine. 
And there's a lot of stuff coming from the SM Show Podcast Network, so stay tuned. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to get over the fact that that, that Blazing Squad. So yeah, I'm kind of like, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, oh man. And of course, check out our brand new owned website, MaxRasslin.net, uh, for all the episodes, every single episode of the Max Rasslin podcast, uh, upcoming events, news. Yeah. Also links to our other shows, which are, of course, Throne Zone. Uh, you can catch the whole first series now at Throne Zone UK. And DB Hidden Gems uh, for Dazzy and Butcher's Hidden Gems, which will be revamping soon as Screen Gems and TV Gems. More info on that in the future. And that's the bottom line. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. See you at the crossroads. That's more than two words, but see you at the crossroads. I have a couple. Fuck Blazing Squad, and <laughs> and the UK did it better than the US. Shout out to the UK. <laughs>